Are you ready to change your life, your mind, and change the way you see your world? Well, this is the Minds Gym Podcast with myself, Brandon Bickmore, your turbo lover. And here we go. guys, it's Brandon Bickmore, your turbo lover. I'm going to share some of my own thoughts today on uh, reality and how to slow down. What a beautiful morning, by the way. Uh, pretty incredible weather out there recently. Don't you love the smell of the early morning dew? And uh, a beautiful day today. Um, I wonder, can you actually explain or describe your actual morning or is that impossible? Um, something to consider because uh, language is linear and Mother Nature is pretty much multidimensional. Can we ever really truly explain a situation or a day uh, or a morning or afternoon or evening? Uh, probably not. Anyways, I'm going to share some thoughts here today and uh, obviously they're just my thoughts. And I'm uh, going to do a little bit of talking uh, to myself. Have you ever considered when we're talking, we're just kind of confirming our own beliefs and uh, possibly just talking to ourselves? Consider that. Um, anyways, I want to thank um, my mom and my brother Chase for introducing me to the work of Byron Katie. It's literally changed my entire way of thinking and literally saved my life. I also want to thank Byron Katie um, for coming up coming up with these simple yet powerful questions. How these questions arose in her thoughts, I'm not sure. I'm just glad she was aware enough uh, to listen and uh, be able to share this uh, information with the world. So here we go. I thought I'd stop by the podcast booth and share some thoughts and realize here again, they're just my thoughts, and you don't need to believe anything I say. Maybe do some homework and test these thoughts out for yourself. Then you can make your own decision and see see if this way of thinking benefits you. I've done a lot of reading and thinking and listening and observing over the last four years. I've found some tools uh, that really help me manage uh, my anxiety and depression. So... Today I'm going to share some of my thoughts on a couple topics with you, my favorite listener. And how was your uh, Labor Day weekend? Hopefully you enjoyed it. Did you relax? Did you make the most of your free time? Um, Hope it was the weekend that you hoped for. I know uh, I relaxed, didn't do a whole lot, watched some amazing U.S. Open tennis matches and uh, made some amazing food. I really enjoy uh, cooking when I'm in the right mindset. I love to watch uh, my hands use the utensils and uh, 
watch how the knife cuts cleanly through the fruits and vegetables. Um, I know over the weekend I was cooking some sausage sliders and I was watching the sliders cook. The juice was sizzling and hopping around like a mini firework. I also was heating up the slider buns to just the right temperature. And I noticed when I was tasting this uh, lovely food, um, I was definitely um, noticing all the different flavors that burst in each bite. Noticing how good each morsel of sausage was, the spice, the pepper, and that savory flavor. And I listened to myself chew and paid attention to it going down my throat and to my belly. Then I was tasting the fresh honeydew from my garden. I planted it three or four months ago, and now it was ready for harvest and consumption. It's so sweet and juicy, and I'm noticing the water explode in each and every bite as I chew. Then I notice the flavor of the prosciutto, which is the uh, Italian-style thinly sliced ham that I wrapped around the honeydew. I notice the salt meeting the sweet fruit, realizing each bite and trying to slow down before the next bite so I could fully engage and enjoy the current bite. I'm doing my best to stay present and not get ahead of my meal. I was anxious for the next next bite as I calmly reminded myself to enjoy the current bite. It's so good. Slow down again. I keep having to remind myself, take it all in. How fortunate I am to have this incredibly tasty food. And how did this food end up on my plate? How many things had to go just right for this food to land in my kitchen? I realized the microorganisms had to be doing their job in the soil. And the time and effort Mother Nature took and the human beings spent to possibly pack and cut and clean and prepare and deliver and package some of this food. How many trucks did some of this food get hauled on? Where was it grown? Where did it come from? All of this is taking place in synchronicity just for me. Also, I need to consider the animal that may have given its life all for me. How gracious I am for this meal as I watch myself slow down and give gratitude to every single human, every animal, every microorganism, and and Mother Nature for growing and processing this food. With just the right amount of water, love, several warm days, and several cool nights, all allowing it to blossom and show up on my plate. Wow, I'm the luckiest human alive. Thank you, world. You seem to always be working in my favor when I slow down and increase my awareness. You know, guys, it's a pleasure to watch your world when you slow down and notice what's taking place right in front of you without judgment. Sometimes you may notice your thoughts saying, hey, this has taken too long. I should be somewhere else. I need to hurry 
so I can get to my next task. I know my mind is crazy at times, so I love it when I can slow down and really pay attention to the task in front of me. Nothing more. Just noticing and being free of thought. Solely being with the one you're with, as Byron Katie often says. And being with the one you're with could be a human being, could be a morsel of food on your plate, it could be an animal, could be your daughter, your son, your mom, your dad, brother, sister, aunt, uncle, grandma. You know, really be there fully present and do your best to listen and to literally listen to what they're having to say without you already putting together a rebuttal for their statement. Just sit and listen and notice the mind wanting to one-up sometimes an individual you're speaking with. Just let them talk, let them be, and then let your rebuttal arise within you after they've completed their sentence. That's literal listening, another topic that Byron Katie uh, teaches in one of her nine-day events. So if you ever wonder why I call this the Minds Gym Podcast, well, I've realized over the last several years that exercising the mind is way more important than exercising the body. I've been exercising since I was probably 14 or 15 years old. And it doesn't always keep the mind at ease. So I had to find a new way. I know when my mind is clear, understanding and open to anything, including my bodily aches and pains or any human or anything that is causing me stress, those items can only cause me discomfort when my mind is out of balance. The more I exercise the mind, or my mind, the less fear, stress, suffering, and terror in my life. So the worksheet for me is a quick and simple tune-up to balance the mind. So let's discuss thoughts here. What is the cause of all your anxiety, depression, unease, and pain? Ever considered it's just a simple thought? It's believing the negative thought that causes all the suffering in your world. So what about thoughts? Thoughts are the sole source of all your pain and suffering, and they create your entire world. Thoughts make you happy, excited, peaceful, sad, depressed, anxious, upset, worried, etc. And who would you be without your thoughts? Pretty neat question, huh? Who would your spouse, who would your kids, who would your parents, siblings, coworkers, friends, who would they be without the negative past you put on them every time they enter the room? Without my negative thoughts, I know I'd be free and at peace and in love, happy, excited, thrilled, motivated, energized, etc. And my friends and family, without the past thoughts that I put on them, they'd be all right. 
They'd be wonderful. They'd be kind. They'd be a teacher. So have you ever considered that uh, possibly none of your thoughts are true? They're just thoughts? We can't be sure everything we were taught is true. Somebody taught that person that taught us what a tree was. And who originally named everything anyways? Who decided a tree was a tree, a car was a car, mountains were mountains, the sun was the sun, the moon's the moon, the stars are the star? Who named all of those objects? We put names on objects so we can communicate as humans. Are all these things and objects really what we have been told they are? Don't we limit the person or the object or thing when we name it? Isn't it always much more fascinating than the simple term that we put and believe onto it? Right now I'm reading a book called The Hidden Life of Trees. It's a fascinating read. The book walks you through the lives of several different species of trees. Now what would you have called a tree if you were God? Trees have their own ecosystem. It's a perch for a bird, a house for a bird, could be a house for animals, several different animals, squirrels, ants. A tree supplies food for birds and animals. I know ants love trees. Every time I sit with a tree, I notice the path the ants take when going up and down the tree from the root to the crown. What are the ants delivering and how are they benefiting this tree? This book I mentioned earlier says that trees can talk and communicate with each other in their own language. They make sap to fight off disease. They water themselves. They eat. They drink. They have thin bark and thick bark or skin. They store water when necessary. They're balanced, and they're designed to weather any storm. They're also a canopy. Trees, when it rains in the forest, in these... uh, huge forest with thousands of trees and thousands of acres. Um, The trees create a canopy, and when it rains or snows, um, especially when it rains, uh, the water lands on the tree, and then the tree slowly drops it to the soil so the soil doesn't get damaged and compacted, and it keeps the soil fresh and and, and subtle and workable. And The tree also stores water uh, when necessary. Um, They assist in creating water through our deserts and dry lands. Um, The book I'm reading says they use about 8,500 cubic yards of water per acre in these massive forests, and they release that water into the air through transpiration, which is a type of process of uh, where water turns to vapor, and then the vapor goes up into the sky, into the clouds, and makes rain clouds in the drier parts of all countries, which can be thousand mile, thousands of miles away or more from the forests. 
And this rain, these rain clouds also get to the deserts. And without trees, they've done several studies, it would never rain outside of the coastal states. Pretty interesting. And are trees made of wood? I know they supply wood for homes, but are they actually made of wood? They have cells. Microorganisms love and coexist with the tree. So isn't it much more than a tree? Maybe I could call that tree God. Or maybe the universal, universal tree. Maybe it's a rain pump that creates rain in the deserts, in the dry states. Maybe it's just the tree of life. Maybe it's a living and transforming piece of art. The tree that includes everything. It's part of me. It's my projection. Who knows? Rain pump, water maker. Definitely more than a tree. Yep. Wouldn't it be, wouldn't everything be absolutely incredible to see if we would slow down and sit with it? Give it a chance to show you what it is. Don't take another person's description of what it is. Make your own hypothesis. It's kind of like seeing a bear or a mountain lion in the forest. If you give a tree your full attention, what would it be? Notice how locked in you are when you see a bear, a mountain lion, or a creature that you rarely see. What if we could give that kind of attention to all the objects and human beings that are in our lives? How amazing things are when we don't see them every day. Maybe everything would be amazing when we see it in its full beauty and we don't take it for granted. So why do we believe our thoughts? Likely because we've been conditioned by our upbringing to believe what we think. So we have two options here with thoughts. We can either believe the thought or question the thought. I like to question the thought, and these are the stressful and negative thoughts, so I can understand them better and clearly. If you have feel-good positive thoughts, you want to ride those to the bank. There's no need to question good, healthy, happy thoughts. We're only concerned with the stressful ones. And the best way I've found to do that is to, to question the uncomfortable and worrisome thoughts is with the work of Byron Katie with an experienced facilitator. This work can be done in person or on Skype or FaceTime. Uh, FaceTime is what I use when I speak with people from out of state. So if you're in need of uh, uh, some assistance, you know, find a local facilitator or contact me. I can assist with anyone from uh, pretty much any part of the world. And do your best to find an experienced, experienced facilitator. Um, there is an art, I believe, to these worksheets. Here's a quick example uh, of the work. I may have a stressful thought. Uh, use an example like John lied to me. The first question is, is it true? 
He can only answer with a simple yes or no. John lied to me. Is it true? Yes. Can I absolutely know that John lied to me? Also, only you can answer with a yes or a no. I can't absolutely know John was lying. How do I react and what happens when I believe the thought John was lying? So I want to go into the situation where I believe this thought. I want to sit there. So we're going to go back in time and notice your surroundings and where you're sitting and who you're talking to and notice your body language and notice theirs. And then we're going to report on how we were reacting in that moment. When John lied to me, I was upset, worried, nervous, fearful. Um, And then how does your future look uh, with the thought that John lied to me? Well, I'm going to be worried, still stressed, concerned. Not going to be very kind to John when I see him out and about. How does your body feel? Uh, A little bit of unease, a little racy heart. I notice myself having the conversation a little out of balance, uh, noticing some neck ache, shoulder ache. And then possibly consider when was the first time in your life that uh, somebody lied to you? Often we take a, uh, an experience from childhood and we keep putting it on the human being in front of us until we get it. And how do you get it? You get it by doing worksheets. So who would I be without that thought? Without the thought John lied to me, I'd be okay, peaceful, happy, free, um, not worried if he's being honest or dishonest, maybe trusting what he was saying is going to be beneficial. How would my body feel without that thought? Pretty good. Pretty relaxed. My heart's not racing. My blood's not boiling. I'm okay. What does your future look like without the thought John lied to you? Without the thought he lied to me, my future looks pretty good. Uh, Especially with John, because I'm not 100% sure now that he lied to me. And then you go into the turnarounds. The first turnaround is turned around to the self. John lied to me. How do I turn that around back to me? In this situation, John lied to me. In this situation, I lied to me. That would be the turnaround. How did I lie to me in that situation? Well, I allowed John to get me fired up, get my heart racing, to get me um, out of peace, out of balance. I was at unease. That doesn't feel very good to me. Byron Katie calls it violence. Any negative thought towards yourself or another human being is violence. The other turnaround would be to the other. The original statement is John lied to me. I lied to John. How do I lie to John in that conversation, in that situation? If I go back and sit in it, how did I lie to John? Well, maybe there was one thing that I said that wasn't 100% truthful. And I got to go back and find it. How else did I lie to John? Maybe I didn't uh, ask him uh, or call his bluff. Ask him while he 
uh, challenged his thought. Um, maybe that's what John needed to square himself up. And the other turnaround is the opposite. The original statement, John lied to me. The opposite, John didn't lie to me. How did John not lie to me in that situation? Well, he did tell me several honest statements. And maybe he believed what he was saying. Maybe he didn't believe he was lying. Maybe my ego spun the conversation upside down and I was convinced John was lying. Maybe I need to look at that. John didn't lie to me. John was truthful. Maybe go back to the conversation and find some truthful statements that John made. That sure feels a lot better. Notice our mind and our ego puts thoughts and, and uh, meaning on every event we experience. And it happens so fast that we actually don't see what's actually taking place for our own good. Our mind cannot, <clears throat> cannot process or see clearly these stressful events. The ego instantly puts a meaning onto what happened, and the mind and body run with it. And that is the cause of your instant fear and unease. Think, feel, act, have. Byron Katie says this is the order of creation. You think or you have a thought, then you have a feeling, then you act on it, and then that's what you have. Anxiety, depression, or you're happy, excited, peaceful. All of your existence is created in one reality in your pro projected mind. Your existence is what you see. What you are projecting is what you are seeing. Your world is a total projection of what is going on in your mind at any given moment. We see reality with some of that crazy chatter that's in our mind, and then we impose or put onto it or others. So we impose it or put it onto others. So we only see what we believe onto the world or the human in front of us in every single circumstance. So what are we really seeing? Or what could you be seeing without the crazy chatter in your mind? Maybe it is heaven here if we continue to inquire our beautiful minds. I hope this assists you in your daily life, in your journey here on what we call Earth. Or I know a few people that call this Earth School. What are we doing here? Don't you sometimes wonder? Is it a dream? Is really all this just a great big illusion? That I'm going to discuss another episode but what's really going on here are you actually seeing what's taking place or is this all a construct and a make-believe world that the ego is picking apart 
and grabbing and causing us some unease and pain at times. Just remember you're an amazing human being. You're flawless until you believe a story or compare yourself to another. Quit comparing yourself to others. It only causes pain. Without comparison, who are you? You are flawless. You're beautiful. You don't have any problems, no issues. Maybe you're God. So be kind to you and do one wonderful thing today for you. Maybe that could be doing something kind for another or not. Just do what works for you. You are all you got. My goal uh, this month is to do a work to do a worksheet every day. Today's September fourth, two thousand nineteen, and so far, I'm on track. I'm three for three. I haven't done a worksheet today, but I will. I've uh, tried this several times in the past without success, because uh, sometimes life sweeps you off your feet. So. I'm real focused this month. This is my month to get her done. So don't be afraid to keep me uh, on track. If you run into me, give me a push. Ask me if I'm sticking to my guns. Uh, I throw this out there to the world because I like throwing ideas out to the world because the world helps keep me accountable. And actually only... I can keep myself accountable. So I appreciate you guys listening to this Minds Gym podcast. And here's an exercise that I'd like you to try this week. Go sit with the tree. Watch the tree. Talk to the tree. Notice the ants. Notice the leaves. Listen to the tree. Let me know what you find. I think you'll be amazed. And then here's your homework. I want you to hug three different people this week really tight and let them know what you think of them. And I'd really suggest you even hug a stranger. Let's make more peace and love in this world, you and me. I know we can do it. If you want to send me a question about today's podcast or anything that comes to mind or discuss some topics that I've mentioned today or in past podcasts, please, please do that. You can uh, email me at podcast at gmail.com. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Please share with your friends. Please tell all your friends. I'm doing this out of my own loving nature and hoping that this benefits you. Just had a 30-minute conversation with myself, and I hope you enjoy me talking to me. If you live in Utah, I've got a group called Save Your Lovely Self. We meet every other Wednesday. It's an amazing, safe, loving and wonderful meeting. It's maybe the best place you could be on a Wednesday night. It's a must-see and experience. 
It may even change your life. I know it has changed mine. And I do want to thank all of the human beings that show up to group. It takes a special, courageous, loving, seeking human being to want to better themselves and find out who they really are without their stories. So I love you, and make sure you love you today. Peace out, your turbo lover.